Well, Andrew, 10.20am Friday morning, our time. <laughs> the NFL season will get underway. The LA Rams are taking on the Buffalo Bills. It's the first game of many over, well, not too many weeks in the NFL. It doesn't go anywhere near as long as no. we have in the AFL or other competitions. Just the 17 games. But there's always a lot to love about it. And joining us now, Laurie Horish from ESPN. Laurie, good morning and welcome back for another season. Oh, great to be back with you guys. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure as this one has more than round the bend and we've got a, a belter to kick us off Friday our time, Thursday night, Football American time. Well, before we look at that game, we should always look at what's happened in the off-season and there's always a Tom Brady story going around. So bring the listeners up to speed with what Brady's doing. Well, um, I'm pretty sure you're not a four-hour program at this time of day, but um, (laughs) let's get through as much as we can. Tom Brady, I mean, we had a brief retirement. Um, We had 40 days, um, 40 days, 40 nights. Um, We Plenty of conversation leading up to it about, oh, is this time for Tom to enter a new stage of his life? And we talked about that throughout the show, you know, um, Tom versus time. And, you know, maybe time didn't beat Tom Brady, but maybe it just came for Tom Brady in terms of where he's at in his life. Then, of course, I mean, if you have a 40-day retirement when you've been supposedly at home with the wife and kids and you return, then that's going to offer all sorts of conjecture about why you came back after 40 days. Um, So plenty of talk around that. Um, And, look, this is one of the global sports superstars. Um, Like many other huge, um, you know, icons that we've seen in the past, there's going to be lots of tabloid stories, questions about his family life, his home life, his marriage, which, you know, a lot of that is conjecture. Um, But... I think something that was really interesting is Tom Brady has taken time off over um, parts of the off-season or, or parts of the early, early pre-season, what we call off-season team activities or mini-camps, when it's a lot of the younger players and lower down on the depth chart guys getting a lot of reps. He's, whether in Tampa Bay or in New England, he has taken some of that time off, rest the arm, whether he's on the sideline or not. He, that's not been unusual for him, especially as he got older. But to miss a big, a solid chunk, ten, you know, almost two weeks of training camp, bang in the middle um, of August, when it's really time to get, it's nitty gritty time as the preparation for the season gets underway, that is different. Seeing him up on the podium and showing far uh, more kind of vulnerability and human side of him, saying, you know, I'm 45 and we've all got certain stuff going on in our life. These are just little points of difference for Tom Brady. Whether you buy into the tabloid stuff or not, whether you buy into the fact that his name was brought up in. You know, the, the Miami Dolphins got in all sorts of um, hot water over the offseason, which resulted in penalties um, for their owner and for the franchise um, about, you know, tampering and, you know, uh, competitive um, conduct um, activities. His name getting brought up in that. You just add it all up and it's just a lot of difference. It's not the usual steely kind of uh, disciplined ultimate competitor focus that we're used to seeing season in season out from Tom Brady whether in Tampa whether in um, up there in New England so it's just a a consistent drumbeat that this is not your regular pre-season this has not been your regular off-season for Tom Brady and it all kicks off you know where else would you throw a story like that with the most decorated football player in the game's history than you know throw him up in Dallas um, with Jerry and the uh, and the Cowboys show and America's team in prime time to kick off week one um, I'm sure that's uh, that's exactly what he feels like. Get the um, get the bright lights on the football field and perhaps off some of the off-season chatter that has been very, very noisy for old number 12. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, 40 days at home doing the school run and making the lunches would be enough to send anyone back to work, even Tom Brady, so uh, you can sort of <laughs> understand that. But another quarterback who's been in the news for perhaps not the most savoury of reasons, Deshaun Watson. Just uh, fill the listeners in on what's happening with him. 
Deshaun Watson is one of the biggest narratives over the past couple of years in the NFL. Former Houston Texans franchise quarterback uh, was traded to the Cleveland Browns. Very controversial, met with a lot of very, in my opinion, very justified criticism from the media, from the public. Um, this is someone who has faced countless and countless and countless allegations, charges. There's been settlements, there's been dismissals in legal courts. For all the detailed information, please go on and look at some of the ex excellent reporting we have on ESPN.com.au um, from our NFL Nation reporters. But this is someone who was charged with or had been facing allegations of a, a number of misconduct charges resulting um, from um, licensed and unlicensed um, masseuse um, operations or uh, masseuse uh, therapists that that he you know contacted and and um, brought under employment for sessions and um, really quite a disturbing story. Um, it went through the judicial system. It went through the um, into civil suits as well. Um, ultimately, the NFL was playing a waiting game to see how things were going to pan out. We initially had a recommendation from an independent arbiter for a six-game suspension. Um, then the NFL, under its kind of policy, without getting into too, too far into the weeds, has the ability to kind of appeal that recommendation or um, provide a different punishment. Um, they eventually come down on a settlement um, that he'll miss 11 games, um, that there is a certain fine, there are stipulations for uh, therapy and behavioural work that he needs to do um, while away um, that's part of his conditional return. Ultimately, he will return for the Cleveland Browns. Likely, um, he will be the starting quarterback uh, when he does come back against, would you believe, the Houston Texans. But amongst all this, he also got a fully guaranteed contract, which has, does not often happen at the quarterback position. A record-setting, you know, we're talking beyond $240 million contract here. Um, for someone who has gone through this type of... Uh, scandal and has uh, put himself in this type of light and um, it's it, there's been very very mixed amounts of if you'd say you, if you're looking for contrition if you're looking for remorse you're looking for growth and reflection I don't think many if any of his public comments really gave you a substantial feeling of that so uh, definitely a very uh, a very stained storyline and narrative that is following this NFL season and it's something that in this day and age especially, um, as time has gone on and as we have more and more open conversations about this and more frank conversations about this, it will be really interesting to see just how this hangs around as a cloud on Deshaun Watson, who is a... Look, ask the Cleveland Browns. Their owners told you just how prodigiously talented he is. But that's by and by. This is a, a hugely paid, highlight-driving, spotlight-centred um, quarterback at a very storied franchise that has um, a, a very, very serious and, um, um, and troubling um, storyline running underneath um, or really over the top of his return to the field. Um, on a Cleveland Browns, if you do want to talk about the field for a sec, mm. on a Cleveland Browns roster, that um, is not short of talent. And, um, and if they're in a position um, around the 500 mark um, when he comes back, uh, this is a team that we could be talking about in the postseason, which look it, it makes for a very, very um, troubling uh, but obviously a fascinating storyline that a lot of people are going to be keeping an eye on just to how the public and fans react. Well, I don't think Baker Mayfield has much time for the Cleveland Browns. No, he doesn't. Baker Mayfield, a new home. Um, that, that relationship soured um, pretty quickly. Um, and even with the, with the Watson arrival and his potential suspension, it was, there was not going to result in Baker remaining in town and, and kind of holding the fort down while Watson served... Um, his band. Baker Mayfield makes his way to the Carolina Panthers. He gets into 
a duel, uh, a quarterback showdown with Sam Darnold, originally from the same draft class, two first-round picks that perhaps haven't <laughs> panned out the way their original franchise wanted, and, and he lands as your starting quarterback going into week one. I think um, it's it's not been something that... Um, it's not been a, a position that um, has provided much stability uh, for the franchise of late. Baker Mayfield, you can argue, is a bit of an upgrade on some of their recent passing efforts, but um, this, I think it's fair to say that um, not just for Mayfield, but for Coach Matt Rule there, this is a real last roll of the dice to prove, one, that Baker's a starting quarterback for himself and for Matt Rule to prove that he deserves to continue being a head coach because if you look at these you know, first coach-dismissed markets that you know make their way around on social media and across betting, uh, betting markets, um, Matt Rule's name is right at the top there. His seat is more than warm as we go into week one. Well, speaking of markets now, Tab, just so many markets open here, Laurie, before we get your thoughts on the Rams and the Bills to open the season, the, the Buffalo Bills are the favourite with Tab to win the Super Bowl at $7. But just looking down at some other markets now, they have the uh, the market who will go 17 and 0 and who could be 0 and 17. Now, the Bills are the favourites to go 17 and 0 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, they're both at $34, which is, well, a fantastic season if you can go 17 and 0. But the other market, to be 0 and 17, the Houston Texans are $17. So it's more likely that they will not win a game than the Bills could win every one. So that just shows how poor the Houston Texans are. And at $501 to win the Super Bowl, it looks as though it's going to be a pretty ordinary year for the Texans. You know, the poor Texans, I think they're a little, just a shade hard done by there, just a little bit. Look, they're not the most talented roster, but they have more professional, truly like top tier, or NFL tier, professional athletes, football players with experience on their roster this year than they did last year. And someone can hear that and go, Laura, there's the same amount of roster spots year in, year out. I mean the calibre of player. They've added more kind of veterans where you go, okay, the general talent level is up here. You know what? Just quietly, under the radar, as we talk about quarterbacks all the time, but Davis Mills... Um, had a decent rookie showing for the Texans uh, last year. Um, an injury-prone quarterback in college uh, comes out of the Pac-12 and um, and showed a lot of promise. And I think there's there are some building blocks. They're not going to go make a playoff run, but I don't actually think they will end up as the worst record in the NFL just by virtue of the division they're in as well, the AFC South, not exactly full of powerhouses at the moment. If you are looking for a team to go 0-17, if you someone, someone's going to put the big bagel up, the Chicago Bears would get my nod. I think this team is doing an awful job putting talent around Justin Fields, who is uh, prodigiously gifted at the quarterback position. He has Darnell Mooney, a talented, speedy receiver um, at the wide receiver spot, and Cole Komet, an interesting tight end. But outside of that, not an inspiring running game, not inspiring offensive line protection. I think it could be a very, very long season for the Bears. If I was picking a team to go 0-17, it is absolutely going to be the Chicago Bears. Anyone going 17-0, and you mentioned the Bills at the top there. The problem for them is I think it's a frisky division. I think, you know, the Jets should be a bit improved. I think Miami Dolphins have added talent, and it's not always an easy trip for a, uh, a cold-weather football team, um, despite their own kind of offensive explosion um, there with Josh Allen under centre. A cold-weather team, a team that's used to that climate, heading down to Miami um, could often be a bit of a change. So uh, enough friskiness in the AFC East that I don't see the Bills... Um, going uh, uh, without a loss this season. But, yeah, if you're looking at 17-0 versus 0-17, Chicago, um, as storied a franchise as they might be, they would be my pick. Um, that would be the way I'd lean. $51. 
Okay, $51. Uh, Laurie, before last season, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers was at loggerheads with the Green Bay Packers. It didn't seem to affect him too much on the field. Has he had a calmer off-season this time? Um, Karma's an interesting um, way to phrase it. Look, no, he hasn't been in quite as much, um, hasn't been as much controversy. Uh, we're not talking about the definition of immunisation. Um, <laughs> inoculation. Inoculation. Um, but, um, you know, his comments, you know, he's gone on the Joe Rogan podcast and said all mm. sorts of things on that vehicle. Um, he's got a very interesting tattoo that everybody on social media got up and about, um, whether you're a big fan of body, work, body art or... Uh, or, or not. Uh, plenty of opinions there. There were talks of uh, his off-season travels involving some hallucinogenics and whether that um, may or may not get him on the radar, but um, it seems like not. For Aaron Rodgers, though, I think the biggest, the most interesting part of watching him, you know, his, his MVP seasons, plural, um, the momentum he brings with that, but Devontae Adams, his star receiver, arguably the best wide receiver in the game, uh, no longer in Green Bay. They didn't really replace him with a huge, huge name. There's always been whispers of could they add an Odell Beckham later in the season when Beckham is healthier after he suffered the uh, knee injury in the Super Bowl. Um, but we're looking at rookies like uh, Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson and uh, long-time Packers, uh, but not exactly uh, out-of-this-world talents like Alan Lazard. Could they be the people to step up um, into a very, very big void uh, we think of Devontae Adams, we think of someone who's putting up double-digit touchdowns and could threaten 17, 18, 1900 yards receiving. How does that get replaced? Um, in saying that, should be a healthier offensive line. The running game looks strong um, in Green Bay and the defense looks truly elite. Uh, looks like the best defense that Aaron Rodgers has had on a Packers team um, to work with since uh, early last decade. Uh, so while Adams is gone, this is a new look. It could be a new style Packers team. Um, but uh, fascinating to see how a player like Rodgers, as talented and as decorated and as uh, phenomenally uh, productive as he's been lately, um, how he adapts to a different supporting cast. Uh, in saying that, if you remember the game against the Cardinals last year where he had no wide receivers and no offensive line and he caused a boil over there. So that's, uh, a, yeah, perhaps not as controversial an off-season mm. for Aaron Rodgers, but certainly colourful enough. Laurie, we've only got two minutes till the end of the show, so just take this time now. Bills, $7 favourites to win the Super Bowl. Buccaneers, 9. Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers, 11. LA Rams are 12. Just a quick one. If you had to pick two teams to play in the Super Bowl, who would they be? Let's go with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they will be taking on the... I've said this before. I think the Rams get back there. Let's go Chiefs-Rams in the Super Bowl. Okay, Chiefs and Rams in the Super Bowl. Now, Friday morning, LA Rams $2.15, Buffalo Bills $1.72.5 point line. Give me the points there. I'm going with the Rams. Bit of injury issues on the back end of the Bills defense there. Uh, not exactly where you want to be weak in the secondary against uh, the likes of Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson with Matthew Stafford healthy and firing. Always great to have a chat to you, Laurie. Great that you're back for the season. We might talk about Aussies in the NFL when you join us Monday morning. Absolutely sounds good. Great to be back and looking forward to a, a hell of a season coming up. Good on you, Laurie. Thank you so much. There he is, Laurie Horish from ESPN.